Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I told you, I told you, thank you to everyone who listened to yesterday's show, most listened to show ever in a 24-hour period where we entirely broke down how Brennan, the, this, uh, the CIA bigwigs involved in the Spygate scandal, the FBI, and everyone else is panicking because they need their buddy, Christopher Steele, to stick to the script. If you missed yesterday's show, 1093, please go listen. We're going to yeah, follow baby. up on today's show and expose these hacks for what they are. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, my friend? Dude, everybody hates Chris. You know, that's <laughs> just yeah, the way they do, it's going and right terrified now. about what Christopher Steele is going <laughs> to yeah. do. Because if Christopher Steele tells the yeah. truth and does not admit and, and admits the truth that his, it's not his dossier, and that he was talking to the CIA earlier. This whole case collapses. Yeah. More on that today. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Ali. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best food out there. Notice I said food. Now, it's food for your dog, but it's not dog food in the traditional sense. We hear dog food, you think, ah, gross, right? You think kibble and all that nasty stuff. This is human-grade food. It's that good. Your dog will love it. It is the best dog food out there. You could eat this. I'm not kidding. That's it's that good. It's like when you give a piece of steak to your dog. Is it dog food? No, it's food you gave to your dog. Your dog's health is as important as every other member of your family. And it starts with what you feed them. But you know what's in your dog's food? Ali puts dogs first with vet formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest, most delicious food possible. Ali makes fresh meals for dogs with real ingredients that people can eat delivers them to you at your house on a regular schedule. They beat out store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. You know why? It just tastes good. Because they create customized vet-formulated recipes made with all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and sourced from U.S. family farms. Go to myolli, M-Y-O-L-L-I-E.com, answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll customize recipes to your dog and ship pre-portioned meals so your pup gets the perfect portion every single time. They've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping is free. And if your dog doesn't like the meals, they have a money-back guarantee. Your dog will love them. Baby and Linda, our two faves. These are our two dogs we've kind of adopted from my mother-in-law. Look at that. I know. Look at those two beauties. Look at them. Those dogs are over 10 years old. And because of Ollie, they still look and and have the energy of uh, five-year-old dogs. Ollie's offering our listeners 60% off your first box and a free bag of treats at myolli.com slash try slash Bongino. This is the best deal they have available anywhere. Go to myolli.com slash try slash Bongino. My last name for 60% off plus a free bag of treats spelled M-Y-O-L-L-I-E.com slash try slash Bongino. Talk about before and after eating Ollie with Linda and baby. They look absolutely terrific. After eating Ollie, this is, they look great. Look at their coat. Look at their, I mean, their energy. It's just been amazing. These dogs are like new dogs. Myolli.com slash try slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. Now, before I get to a complete dismantling and a follow-up to yesterday's groundbreaking episode for us, where we dismantle this whole thing, where I want to get to their backup plan that's failing too. Mm -hmm. Remember, their initial plan is very simple, as we discussed yesterday. Make up a story about Trump colluding with the Russians. Buy it from Glenn Simpson at Fusion GPS, who had already written this story in the form of a Wall Street Journal article. Replace the name with Trump. Slap Christopher Steele's name on it because he was a British intelligence agent Mm -hmm. and then pretended Steele's information. They need Steele to play along. And Steele is now has been interviewed by investigators in the case. And everybody's freaking out because if Steele admits a lot of this wasn't his information, 
and says he was talking to the CIA earlier than they had believed, then this whole thing is going to fall apart. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to the backup plan in a minute. But first, I want to address the news of the day yesterday because it's important. Of course, you heard yesterday in the media freakout, folks, uh, Bill Taylor, former charge d'affaires, the number two uh, United States official in Ukraine, yeah. that he went up to Capitol Hill, yeah. Joe, and it was devastating. It's a, this is now, what is this, iteration number 6,722 of we got Trump now. Yeah. We got him now. It's Joe, it's over. No, it's really over. No, it's really, really, really over this time. <laughs> don't step now, over if that you line. don't believe me. <laughs> right, right. The, the infamous hoax quid pro quo where Trump is alleged in a phone call to have told the new Ukrainian president <sighs> after elected, hey, give us information on Hunter Biden or I'm going to hold up this military aid. It's a hoax. We've seen the yep. transcript. Of course, it's not in there. Of course, the media... After the leaks of Bill Taylor's testimony, Taylor confirmed there was a quid pro quo. That's what you love. Well, did he? Well, first, let's listen to the freak out. Here's MSNBC. I think it's Ari Melber. Um, I'm not even really sure. Yeah. They're all the same in MSNBC. They're all a bunch of conspiracy theory hoaxes. Here he is yesterday. This is, again, iteration 6,000 plus of we definitely got Trump now. It's really over. Check this out. With the fallout from these new details pouring in from today's explosive impeachment testimony from former Trump diplomat Bill Taylor, laying out these new details of an incriminating quid pro quo plot between the Trump administration and Ukraine. We've been going through the details, and here's another that we haven't aired yet. Taylor recounting how that now famous Trump loyalist, Gordon Sondland, was trying to defend the premise of this transactional foreign policy, saying that because Trump is a businessman, when he's about to sign a check to someone who owes him something, he asked that person to pay up before signing the check. Okay, folks, here we go again. Yep. A delusional conspiracy theorist, MSNBC, the whole network's at one big, large conspiracy theory joint. MSNBC is sure that the leaked testimony yesterday by Bill Taylor, our charge in Ukraine, uh, by the way, Bill Taylor has a vendetta against Trump because he doesn't like it that the ambassador at the time, Marie Yovanovitch, got busted for badmouthing Trump overseas despite staying on to be a diplomat for the United States and represent the foreign policy of the Trump administration. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yovanovitch is Taylor's buddy. Trump recall, recalls the ambassador, Yovanovitch, says, get back here. Because she got nailed overseas, badmouthing Donald Trump while pretending to represent his, his foreign policy goals overseas. Not a difficult call. Taylor's buddies with Yovanovitch yeah. has an axe to grind with Donald Trump. Now, according to MSNBC, the conspiracy theory network, Bill Taylor went up there and testified that the alleged quid pro quo that never happened, give us Hunter, Hunter Biden information or military aid, he testified that it did happen. Did he really? Number one, we have the text, which is fascinating. We've already read the transcript of the call. There is no quid pro quo. I don't know any other way to tell you that. I'm not going to put the transcript up again and read it for you because it's just not there and I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. It's not there. I've showed the hard copy. We've put it up on the screen. There is no quid pro quo in the call with the Ukrainians, folks. It's not in there. Liberals are lying. But secondly, read the text. Read the text exchange from Bill Taylor to Gordon Sondland. Paula. Read the text. Re <laughs> Watch it. She's like sitting over there. She's like reading something. Is she reading the text? Could be. <laughs> like, read the there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Read the text. Thanks very much. Look, here is the thing. So MSNBC is saying that in this exchange between Gordon Sondland, our ambassador to the European Union, and Bill Taylor, that there's some kind of a quid pro quo 
military aid for information on Biden. Folks, Jeez. here is Bill Taylor texting Gordon Sondland. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Gordon Sondland. Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. Folks, hold this. Keep that up. I'm just furious. I got to read this again. These liberals are so stupid. You can read the text. The president has been clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency reforms that Zelensky promised during his campaign. I suggest we stop the back and forth by text if you still have concerns. I recommend you give Lisa Kenna or S a call to discuss them directly. Thanks. We have the text. Sondland talked to the president and is crystal clear in his text that the president was crystal clear. There's no quid pro quo. I don't know what else you need to hear. Quid pro quo, which is, 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 um, Latin for something for something. In other words, an illicit deal in legal terms. Mm -hmm. In other words, Sondland's telling Taylor, there is no deal. I don't know what you're talking about. So Taylor, excuse me, who has an ax to grind against Trump, goes up there yesterday and gives his testimony, and the Democrats are telling you, oh, no, this was it. This was damning. What? We already have the text and the transcript, folks. I discussed this a couple weeks ago. Kim Strassel had an excellent piece. Do not lose the forest for the trees here. Mm. We have the transcript of the call with the Ukrainian President Trump. There is no deal in the call. There's no deal involving Biden or a political campaign. None. Zero. We now have the text between the two players in charge that MSNBC saying there's evidence of a deal here. The guy specifically states in the text there's no deal. This is anti-evidence. This is non-evidence. This is a complete, total fabrication. Now, something else came out in the testimony yesterday. Here's more, some actual unbiased coverage of what Taylor said. Where Taylor admits, Bill Taylor, the same guy NBC's alleging knows about the deal that didn't happen. Here's Fox indicating a rather non-nuanced point that you think MSNBC would have picked up on. Where Taylor admitted yesterday, Joe, that he doesn't even have any firsthand knowledge of what was said in this phone call. And that the aid, remember the aid, Joe, this is supposed to be an aid package that's being withheld because Trump wants information on Biden. Uh Joe, the call is in July. Yeah. Between Trump and the Ukrainian president where he's allegedly extorting him. Yeah, July. The extorting him, I'm not giving you military aid. That the military aid was being held up didn't even leak. The Ukrainians even know about it until August. July, August. July, August. Now, as I said last night on Sean Hannity's show, it's pretty hard to extort someone if you don't at least wink or nod or tell them you're extorting them. Joe, give me information on my congressional opponent or I'm not giving you that cash I promised. If I don't tell that to Joe, don't hint that to Joe, don't wink and nod that to Joe that I'm holding his cash, it's a pretty poor, you fill in the blanks, example of an extortion. Is it not? Yeah, you're not extorting me, are you? Here's Fox News giving a more, right? Exactly, giving a more reasonable analysis 
of what happened yesterday. Check this out. The Washington Post is reporting that Taylor told lawmakers that the EU ambassador, Gordon Sondland, told him that President Trump wanted Ukraine to publicly announce an investigation into the Ukrainian energy company Burisma and also Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election before handing off military aid to the country. But sources tell Fox News that Taylor admitted he had no firsthand knowledge or evidence that Ukraine officials knew that military aid had been suspended at the time of the July 25th phone call between President Trump and Zelensky. That information would favor the White House defense that there was no quid pro quo if Ukraine didn't know about the delay. Oh, my gosh, folks. I, I, I am. Again, I really wanted to dig into the backup plan right away, but I would be remiss. I would be doing you an injustice, as Joe always says about the show, and I love his tagline. Mm. This is a Joe Armacost original. Everything you need to know in an hour. Yep. If I allow this Bill Taylor testimony to fester, I'd be doing you a severe disservice. Bill Taylor did not even have any firsthand knowledge of the military aid being held up and found out later that the Ukrainians didn't know either. How do you extort a country for military aid without telling them you're holding up the military aid? Can you please explain that to me? I'm serious. I'm asking you for a just basic common sense explanation. I'm sorry. I'm like looking to the heavens for an example because I can't understand how you extort someone without telling them they're being extorted. The whole idea of an extortion campaign is to pressure them by letting them know you're extorting them. Do yeah. you get this? I mean, to the libs listening. And some guy emailed me yesterday. Yeah. Nice enough guy. I always appreciate the feedback. He said, you know, you say liberals listen a lot, but I don't think they do. Trust me. They do. I get the nasty grip. Believe me. This one lunatic. I'm, I'm serious. I'm compiling his emails for the cops. He's so crazy. They listen. I'm asking the liberals. You're always welcome to listen. I don't care. It's good for us. How do you extort someone without telling them? No, no, Joe. It was an ESP mind link oh. for liberals. It was an ESPN mind link. That's, <laughs> it was extrasensory perception network. That's what they, what the, how do you extort them without telling them you're holding up the military aid? By the way, the Ukrainian president Zelensky has already said he didn't feel any pressure to do anything. Joe, huh. this is like, this reminds me of the, Charges that President Trump is a racist, yeah, despite yeah. historically low black unemployment, yeah. despite his unprecedented efforts as a Republican to finally make some outreach into the black community, mm -hmm. which, let's be honest, we have not done a good job with in a long time. No. I've said this about charges. He's a racist. If President Trump is a racist, he is the most incompetent, stupid racist in American history. What kind of a racist? Does intentionally does outreach to reach out to the group he allegedly hates while simultaneously improving their economic condition. It's it's not a it's a serious oh, question. Very bad racist. Very if he bad. is a racist. Awful. He is surely the dumbest racist in American history. Yeah. If President Trump was extorting the Ukrainian president using mob-like tactics, he is assuredly the worst mobster we have ever had in the White House. You have to tell them it's an extortion attempt. They have to know. Ukrainian president, no pressure, no extortion, no deal. Gordon Sondland in the text, there is absolutely no deal. Yeah. Bill Taylor, well, there may have been a deal. Bill, do you have firsthand knowledge of that? No, I don't have any knowledge of that at all. I don't have any firsthand knowledge. Ugh. 
Now, just to show you again why I don't trust Bill Taylor. Thank you for your service to the country, Bill. I mean it sincerely, but I don't trust you. I'm sorry. This is not me worshiping any golden calf in the White House. I don't trust you. I don't trust Yovanovitch, who was the ambassador over there, and I don't trust you either. I think you guys hated Trump from the start. I'm confident Yovanovitch was bad-mouthing Trump overseas and may have been involved in other things. And I think you're protecting her by fabricating charges of a deal that you damn well know isn't in the transcript. And you were told by your, uh, one, of your, uh, one of your counterparts there, Gordon Sondland, didn't exist. Now, what I find suspicious about Bill Taylor, too, who testified yesterday, is again, going back to this Fox News piece, the whistleblower complaint, Joe, remember, that started this whole thing, the yeah. fake, the hoax whistleblower. Oh, yeah. We know who that is, by the way, if you listen to my show. The hoax whistleblower who said in this call between Trump and the Ukrainian president said there was a deal when there was no deal because Trump released the transcript. Look at the language the whistleblower complaint contained from Fox News, Catherine Harridge. This is back from October 7th. Whistleblower wrote memo after learning of Ukraine call calling white, uh, saying a white, a White House official told him it was crazy and frightening the call. Remember that language? Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the texts again from Bill Taylor to Gordon Sondland. As I said on the phone, Gordon, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Folks, are we not allowed to ask questions anymore? I want to know, and you should be demanding answers too. And to people on the Hill that are listening with their staffers, and I'm sure you're doing this, What was Bill Taylor's relationship with the whistleblower? Knowing neither one of them actually saw the transcript of the call. And is this being motivated by peak, by animus? By the fact that Taylor was just angry that Yovanovitch, the ambassador to Ukraine, got busted, bad-mouthing Trump overseas? Mm, mm, mm. You want to impeach a president because a guy's in a hissy fit right now? Yeah, that whistleblower, man, sounds like he was tailor-made, baby. Tailor-made, baby, just like the golf clubs. There it is. I actually picked that one up, even though Um, that one was kind of obvious. We caught a lot of hell yesterday, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I always do, because I miss everything. (laughs) I'm I'm always so wired in. Like, you'll make these little, uh, (laughs) you know, these innuendos and stuff, and I miss them. All right, folks, this is important. Today's show also brought to you by my buddies at Policy Genius. I want to move on. Before we go anywhere, I want to move on. I'm going to get to Miss Food. This is really important stuff. Uh, don't go anywhere. I promise you it's going to blow the doors off this whole case. PolicyGenius.com. Compare quotes in just two minutes. PolicyGenius.com. PolicyGenius.com. We use Policy Genius in our house when trying to uh, compare quotes. It was very easy to use. Folks, listen, I am not the most tech-savvy guy in the world sometimes. Policy Genius provided, I mean, really a lifeline for us when we needed to look up options for life insurance here. Listen, folks, Halloween's on the way. means it's time to break out those rubber spiders, fake cobwebs, and the jack-o'-lanterns. But if you got a family, you might be dealing with something a little scary right now. Shopping for life insurance. Ah, we know it's terrible. Everybody hates doing it. <laughs> if the idea of looking for life insurance scares you, try PolicyGenius.com. We use, it's super simple, very easy to navigate around. Like I said, I'm no tech genius, and no one wants to sit there on the phone for eight hours a day trying to get the best price. Policy Genius is the easiest way to uh, shop for life insurance online. In just minutes, compare quotes from top insurers and find the best price for you. 
Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. What a nice benefit to have from them. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. You need home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance, policygenius.com, policygenius.com. This October, take the scariness and fright out of buying life insurance with our friends at Policy Genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing in your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easiest way, easiest way to compare and buy life insurance. Policygenius.com. Check it out. All right, now the long-awaited follow-up to yesterday's show where I told you about the backup plan, but it does no good to talk about a backup plan, but just quickly reiterating what yesterday's initial plan was. Well, the plan was, as I, again, discussed thoroughly in my book, Exonerated, check it out, available now. Thank you to everyone who bought it yesterday. We had a huge jump on Amazon. That this Trump collusion conspiracy theory was not new. It was a recycled thing they tried against John McCain in 2007 in his race against Barack Obama, where conveniently Hillary Clinton's team was running too. It was? She was? Yeah, remember that? Hillary Clinton was running against Obama. Her same team yeah. was involved in this election where they tried to tie John McCain to Russian collusion. They only recycled it for Trump. The problem is they recycled it. They hired Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS ginned up this fake Russian collusion fairy tale but they couldn't let anybody at the FBI know that because if they did that, Joe, then it would be obvious that a former reporter, Glenn Simpson, who worked with Fusion GPS, was uh, the proprietor of the operation. Yeah. That a former reporter was a paid political operative and it would have become obvious this was a political hit job. So what do they do? They go out and recruit Christopher Steele, who slaps his name on a dossier, which I'm telling you is only partially his work. They slap his name on it for a couple of reasons. Christopher Steele has bona fides. He was a former Russia desk manager for British Intel, and he had already worked with the FBI and had been a credible source, a credible source in the FIFA case, the soccer international soccer yeah. association scandal. Christopher Steele, as Joe described yesterday, and got some great feedback on, was the no. perfect patsy. He's the fall guy. Chris, we're just going to say you did this. Because if you do it and bring it to the FBI, it'll seem a whole lot more credible than if Hillary Clinton's paid operative does. Right. Now, what does that require, ladies and gentlemen? As I stated yesterday, and I'm going to state today because it's important, it requires Christopher Steele to stick to the script that the dossier was solely his work, not the work of anybody else. I mean, after all, it is called the Steele dossier, according to Chuck Todd, pseudo-intellectual. So I said to you they had a backup plan yesterday. I was going to address that today. Folks, the, the, the Spygate opera, this is a spy story for idiots, make no mistake. Uh, they weren't smart enough to cover their tracks. But some of the things they did, do were, uh, they, they did were quite devious. They had a backup plan. A backup plan to what? Well, keep the big plan in mind. Everybody needs Steele to stick to the script that his dossier was his work. And what does his dossier say? The Trump team colluded with the Russians through Paul Manafort and Carter Page. Very simple. Everybody tracking? Mm -hmm. Get it? Got it? Good. Good. The backup plan was, in order to put meat on the bone of the actual collusion hoax, they were going to need more than even just Christopher Steele. Because I know the Hillary team, the Obama administration, and others probably figured that it was pretty thin gruel, even having the former Russia desk guy, Steele, put together this document because none of the document was verified at all. The dossier, none of it. The only part of it that actually had any basis in fact was that Carter Page had taken a trip to Russia, which ladies and gentlemen, last time I checked is, it's not illegal, unethical, or there's nothing wrong with that. People travel to Russia all the time. Man. That was the only part of this. 
So figuring it was thin gruel, this is where the push pull comes in. What I now now we're going back to, gosh, well over a year ago when I discussed the push yes. pull. What's the push pull? And I had an intelligence officer question me question me on this at a book signing. And I'm sorry, you know who you are. I appreciate your comments, but you are, I, I'm sure of it. You are absolutely wrong. The push pull is this. Because there's thin gruel in the dossier, the, the Trump P tape and Manafort was and, and Manafort was coordinating with the Russians and Cohen was taking money in Prague. None of that's true. None of it's been verified. None of it can be verified because it's made up. It's a hoax story. That was Steele's name was slapped on it. Right. In order to put meat on the bone, they want to push information into the Trump team orbit about Russia colluding with Russia and Hillary's emails. Why would you push it into the Trump team orbit? So you can then pull it out later using similar Intel law enforcement operatives. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, I call it a push pull, what you would call in standard parlance, a setup. (laughs) And the example I used to use, which I hope makes sense, is if I knock on Joe's door every day for a month, I'm I'm his neighbor. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's a setup. I'm working for the cops who just don't like Joe for some reason. I don't know. Joe bothers them a lot. They're jealous. It may yeah, be. They're jealous of Joe. Yeah. yeah. So they don't <laughs> like Joe. They say, do me a favor. Go knock on this guy's door every day. He trusts you and ask him to rob a bank with you. If by day 30, Joe, day one through 29, Joe's like, listen, brother, I'm not robbing a bank with you. Stop knocking on your door. Finally, on day 30, Joe gets sick of it. Yeah. And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just get back to me another time. And the guy's wearing a wire. They've successfully entrapped Joe and set him up because now they're going to go to court and say, look, he expressed interest in a bank robbery. When in fact, it's just Joe getting tired of him be constantly having information there pushed you. at him by this lunatic he wants nothing to do with. Yeah, there you go. This is what they did, folks. They flooded the Trump team with human spies, human intelligence assets, lores, O'Connor's lores, remember the text? Mm-hmm. Lures like bait, like luring fish. They seeded the Trump team with them, hoping anyone, anyone they touched would say something that could be interpreted like Joe's comment to the guy. Just come back another time as even milquetoast levels of interest. They seeded it. And in the minute that happened, they used it as an excuse to pull that information out with another lure and use it to start a case, i.e. Alexander Downer, who meets with George Papadopoulos and says, he said it. He mentioned something about Hillary. Here we go. Now, if Downer was the pull and Downer's feeding information through State Department and diplomatic channels that he spoke to George Papadopoulos on the Trump team and Papadopoulos mentioned something about Hillary and the emails and Russian information, the question is, that's the pull out that they used to start the case. Who was the push? Who pushed the information into Papadopoulos? Yeah, another Joe? Um, yes, yes. Another. Now. Oh. Another cup of Joe-ski. Now, if the push into the Trump orbit was a Russian, then at a minimum, you would have evidence, yeah. hard evidence, of at least show a plot to collude with the Trump team. Right. Hands down. Copy. So I have this set up. You need this set up for the rest of this to make sense. And Joe, stop me if it doesn't. Yeah, I got you. 
This is, again, their backup plan if Steele's dossier fails. If the FBI doesn't believe it, this is the backup plan to put meat on the thin bone, the thin gruel of this ridiculous fake hoax dossier. You tracking? Mm -hmm. They want to come back later and go, okay, if the dossier isn't, but look, maybe the dossier isn't 100% true, but this kid Papadopoulos just told this guy in Australia about Hillary's email. Ah. And he got it from a Russian, a Russian. This all relies on the push of the information into Papadopoulos, the intro being a Russian dude or a Russian agent. So I have it summed up this way. If Mifsud, who tells Papadopoulos allegedly about this Russian plot and Hillary's emails, if he's Russian, you have at a minimum an attempt at collusion. Bad stuff. Yeah. Stipulated. However, if Mifsud is a Western-friendly asset working on behalf of an Obama administration-friendly, ladies and gentlemen, you have clear as day, 100% conclusive evidence of an entrapment scheme and a setup and the biggest scandal in U.S. history. Folks, I can't say this enough. I said it at the end of yesterday's show. I have been getting a lot with a capital A of phone calls and inquiries about Joseph Mifsud lately. I believe a lot of nonpartisan journalists, and believe me, that none of them at the Washington Post or New York Times, none. I've got none of them. I won't take their calls anyway, so it doesn't really matter. A lot of nonpartisan journalists, some overseas, who are getting very interested in Joseph Mifsud because you understand there is no three options. There's only two. There is no option C. Either Mifsud is a Western asset, and this is a setup of the Trump team, an entrapment scheme on George Papadopoulos, or he's a Russian asset, and there's at least evidence of collusion. That's it. Mifsud is the key to this whole thing, and now people are starting to panic. Why? Because, again, reporters and other folks out there are starting to answer that question. As I said to someone the other day, a journalist who had called me from a very reputable outlet, I said, can I just sum this case up for you? Because I had to get off the phone. I'd been on the phone for like a half an hour. I said, can I get off the phone? I just need that. I wasn't meaning to be rude. She was awesome. But I just said to her, you need to just understand this. This is either the biggest entrapment scheme politically in human history or it's evidence of collusion. There is no option C when it comes to Mifsud. With that setup, Let's go to this Washington Times piece. Because remember, Joe, if Mifsud's connected to friendlies, it's a setup. Yeah. Great piece by Rowan Scarborough. It's in yesterday's show notes. I encourage you to check it out. Mystery of Joseph Mifsud, key to Trump-Russia probe origin. Even the Washington Times now starting to pick this up, that there's something wrong. I shouldn't say start. They've been very good on this. I don't want to, I hate that when people try. Look, I said this before. It's not, there's a lot of great entrepreneurial reporters out there have done good work. I appreciate you like this show and we're more than happy to sum up great people's work. We don't have to be the origin of everything. So good job by Rowan Scarborough. But having said that, Scarborough's piece is damning because remember, if Mifsud's connections are to friendlies, it's a setup. If his connections are to Russia, maybe, maybe an attempt at colluding. Well, let's go through the evidence Rowan Scarborough lays out that Mifsud, the alleged Russian agent, 
is really an agent of some friendlies. Let's go to takeaway number one from the piece. Here's Scarborough's evidence that this guy, Masood, I'm not sure he's a Russian, folks. In May 2017, 10 months into the FBI conspiracy probe, Joseph Masood spoke in Riyadh at a high-powered terrorism conference. On his panel was counterterrorism expert Michael Hurley, who led CIA officers in Afghanistan in 2001 and served as a senior counsel on the 9-11 Commission. Former Defense Secretary Ash Carter also spoke? Uh, so Joseph Mifsud, who is the Russian carve-out, according to liberal media lunatics, responsible, Joe, for pushing information into Papadopoulos and responsible for the biggest attempt at foreign collusion in an election with the Russians, according to liberals in right, human history. Right, right. This important Russian carve-out, this Russian agent on a panel with our former defense secretary and a celebrated CIA officer in Riyadh? Joe, fair question. I'm not kidding around. No. But I, I want you to analyze this as, as a serious ombudsman here. All right. Joe, you were not a far you were not a federal agent, correct? He Joe's the best at what he does. Oh, you, are, no. so you don't have any experience in Intel, right? No. no. Would you think? <laughs> so just as a civilian. Yeah. If one of the more prominent Russian assets trying to overthrow the Republic and overthrow yeah. an election, Joseph Mifsud, right. was on a panel with our former defense secretary in Riyadh. Do you think there'd be some kind of damage assessment or internal review at their intel agencies? Like, hey, man, we just had the defense secretary on with this Russian carve out who's trying to overthrow the election. We better mm. find out if they had any contact. Is there a, don't you think they would do some kind of damage assessment? Yeah. Just seems guess. weird a little bit. Yeah, really weird, you know? Seems weird. Yeah, I, I think they better because something stinks. Thank you, Dan. Oh, yeah. Where's the damage assessment? Where is the inside intel damage assessment of the damage clearly done by having our former Obama defense secretary on a panel with this Russian who tried to overthrow the election. Where is it? We should all be entitled to see the damage assessment, right? Yeah. I mean, this Russian clearly tried to poke and prod our people. This is what he's doing, yeah. trying to overthrow an election. You may say, ah, oh, well, that's just one isolated example, Dan. He could still be a Russian agent. Maybe Ash Carter, just the defense secretary, former defense secretary. Maybe he just didn't know. My bad. So sad. Oh, no. Scarborough has more. Of course, we always have more. There's always more. Here's takeaway number two. Remember, keep in perspective what we're talking about. They're worried about steel. So now they're going to rely on their backup story that Masood was a Russian agent. So Masood better be in contact with Russians, but it certainly seems like he has a lot of contact with Western friendlies. Here's another one from the piece. Yet photos and news clips, such as those from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and that conference we were just talking about, show Joseph Masood hobnobbing with NATO military personnel. Oh, retired American British intel officers. Oh, and French officials at the LSA Palace and State Department diplomats on Capitol Hill. <laughs> this is, let me tell you, Joe, this Russian agent yeah. has managed to penetrate the highest levels of our Western friendlies 
everywhere. Diplomats, intel, Defense Department yeah, people. This guy's good. Hell, the guy's up on Capitol Hill. Yeah, the Maltese Falcon, man. You know? <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Joe, who's had to wear many hats today, former yeah. intel guy, former law enforcement guy. Poor Joe. We've had to put him in many oh, former roles. Tired. Actually- <laughs> he is tired. He's exhausted. <laughs> Criminal, bank robber, everything. Joe, wouldn't you agree again that if these contacts between this profoundly impactful Russian agent, Joseph Mifsud, who tried to overthrow our election in conjunction with the Russians. I mean, this is like Red Dog Wolverines type stuff. <laughs> that surely, given that he was up on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. at the Elysee Palace with the French, contacting former higher-ups in photos with British Joint Intelligence Committee members <laughs> like Claire Smith and Boris Johnson, the current prime minister, surely there is a global damage assessment of just how much damage this guy's done. Gotta be. Surely. Gotta be. Somewhere. Gotta be, buddy. Strange how we haven't seen it. Weird. Oh, boy. The meat on the bone isn't exactly working out now, is it? The backup plan's collapsing, too. Why? Because Mifsud's not a Russian agent. There is literally no evidence of that. Not figuratively. There, there's evidence he's been to Russia at the Valdi Club and others. Everyone's gone there. People have gone there all the time. None of this is evidence he's an agent of Russia, you fools. You may say, okay, Dan, that's a lot, but I'm still not convinced. Oh, okay, I got more. Don't worry. Hat tip again, Rowan Scarborough, Washington Times. Here's takeaway number three. Quote, the global economic firm trade show, partly sponsored by the London, London, London Academy of Diplomacy, not the Moscow Academy of Diplomacy, where Mifsud appeared as a panel chairman on April 3rd, 2013. The U.S. Embassy even hosted a gala networking reception and embassy personnel attended the forum. Oh, no. The London Center of International Law Practice, where Mr. Masood sat on a panel on October 25th, 2014. Joe, this is the greatest Russian spy we've ever seen. What's he doing? This guy's (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) My gosh. And it's convenient how he's penetrated seemingly every level of both United Kingdom, U.S. and French level intelligence and diplomacy. (laughs) This is the Jason Bourne of (laughs) Russian agent. He's the, what did it be in Russian? The Jason Bornsky? He's Jason Bornsky. I don't speak. Thank you, Joe, with your terrific Russian accent. He's good. I I spent some time in Russia. Oh, no, I can't say that. Mueller's coming after me, too. A lot of time in Russia with the Secret Service. All I remember is Piva Piva. and Yanni Gavru Peruski and Spicebo. That's all I remember in my horrible Russian. That means beer. I don't speak Russian. And thank you. That's all I remember. But I'm reasonably confident that Jason Bornsky, Joseph Mifsud, is the greatest Russian intel officer in human history. Or you're all being played for idiots. And he's a Western stooge. There is no option three. There is only A or B. But remember, there's no evidence. You may say, oh, wow, that's really conclusive. I'm not even done. I'll give you one more. And then I'm going to put the little coup de grace on this bad boy. All right. Because I want to show you. uh, Trust me, don't go anywhere. I don't want to tease it too much because I don't want to take the air out of the balloon before I get there. But believe me, 
You're not going to want to miss the end of this little bad boy here. Here's the last takeaway about why Mifsud is not a Russian and is a Western Intel friendly. Last takeaway from Rowan Scarborough's excellent piece. Please check out yesterday's show notes and today's show notes too at Bongino.com. Mifsud worked at Link University where he was photographed in July of 2016 uh, teaching Middle Eastern Intel officials. I hope they have a damage assessment, Joe. These Middle Eastern Intel officials, they've been, they've been corrupted by the Russians. Boy, oh boy. Here's, here's the, this is the best one of all, Joe. From the piece, again, hat tip Rowan Scarborough. Excellent work. Joseph Mifsud is on Capitol Hill where he appeared in a panel in February of 2017 <laughs> to discuss transatlantic leadership. What, he wasn't discussing his newest Jason Bornski movie <laughs> at an event called Strategic Dialogue? This is it. Listen to this one. The discussion on Capitol Hill where Jason Bornski, a.k.a. Joseph Mifsud, appears was associated with Global Ties U.S., a nonprofit U.S. State Department partner. Oh. Dude. I cry and look at my oh. eyes. Oh. Oh, man. I'm seriously crying. I'm making tears right now. If you'd like to watch on the YouTube, <laughs> please subscribe. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We really enjoy it. I like the visuals. Uh, I, I, oh, I'm not even making, this isn't like me with an onion to drip for effect. I can't help it. How, you have these media people. Think about this right. And to tie it back to how we opened. <laughs> who have no evidence at all of a deal with Trump and Ukraine, an illicit deal. They have counter evidence, texts and a transcript showing there was no deal. And yet they're convinced there was a deal. They have no evidence. And yet in the case of Joseph Mifsud, who starts the whole Russian collusion thing, Duh. the evidence that he's not even Russian and an agent, but is a Western plant in the biggest entrapment scheme of all time, is everywhere. <laughs> and they have zero interest in this thing at all. Though I will say, there's this one Washington Post guy, and I forget his name. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Who at least did a, cursor, a cursory kind of analysis of Mr. but his piece is always, if... I, I, for, I, again, I don't, I, I don't have the time to go into because I don't even want to give this guy a hat tip because his piece is always, every time he presents evidence, he presents some kind of fake counter evidence that doesn't exist. But folks, you are looking at the biggest scandal in human history. There is a reason my two books, Spygate and Exonerated, thanks to you, have blown up. They were both huge bestsellers. The reason is it's the greatest spy story ever. It's full of idiots though. Joe, let me just leave it with this because I want to get to one more thing right. gonna, uh, to tie this up. I didn't forget where I was. Miss Sud. Folks, you could write a book if you were a liberal about Miss Sud alone. That would be so damning. But do you really think there's because there's, maybe give you, well, let me give you an option three here. Although I just said there wasn't one because it's not plausible because I've worked with them before. Option three would have to be that our intelligence people are so stupid at the rank. They're not. And either are the State Department. They were devious in what some of the people did against Trump, but they're not dumb. You would have to believe all of them were so stupid that Mifsud got over on every single one of them. Ridiculous.
All right. Now I'm going to tie this up into the, believe me, this is going to be the coup de grace here. And it's about Masood and his relationship to Brennan because yesterday was heavy on steel. Brennan, don't go anywhere. This is going to be a game changer. Uh, Before we get to that, our final sponsor of the day, one we really love in this house. We need it with all the stress and I, Paul, have been through. One of these days when all this goes by and passes through, I'm going to tell you what Paul and I have been through this past month. I swear it would make an interesting like five-minute rant. I can't believe we survived this thing without wrinkles on our face. Thanks to Jenny. I'm not I had a way to tie it in, right? Paul is like, I have, my wife does not have a wrinkle on her face. Don't believe it. I'm not even going to tell you how old she is because she doesn't even look anywhere close to that. But thank you. You are. You don't look, you, you look amazing. Don't even say that. That's not true. She's like, I have, she doesn't have one wrinkle on her whole face. You've probably seen pictures of her on my Instagram. But we do use GenuCell in the house. And my mother-in-law loves it too. We use GenuCell. We use the immediate effects. We use the bags and puffiness treatment. We have to. I got to be on TV. I can't look like a slob all day. Here's an email we got. I can't get over how much and how quickly GenuCell's helped me. The jawline cream has made my jaw and neck two separate body parts. For the first time in a decade, my bags and puffiness are gone. It really is the skin's fountain of youth that you thank you, GenuCell, for making me look and feel young again. That's an email from Juliana from Austin, Texas. GenuCell got raving about her amazing transformation thanks to GenuCell. Now it's your turn to see results. We use it in the house. We love it. Guaranteed and best of all, risk-free. You don't like it? Send it back, but you're going to love it. Chamonix clearing out their inventory before this holiday season. Order GenuCell, their jawline treatment with MDL technology packed with natural peptides to target that annoying turkey neck. And get, <laughs> thank you. And get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness absolutely free. Yes, free. And for results in 12 hours, this is what I use before we go on the air. The Janelle, uh, Janelle, that's my sister-in-law. <laughs> The GenuCell immediate effects is also free. <laughs> this once in a year offer. Janelle, I'm going to send Janelle something. This once in a year offer is backed by their 60 day, 100% money back guarantee. Go to GenuCell.com, G E N U C E L.com, enter code DAN30 at checkout. We all love promo codes. Order now for a surprise luxury gift with your order. Go to GenuCell.com, enter DAN30 at checkout. Again, that's GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com, enter Dan 30. You're going to love this stuff. Check it out. That's one for the real, brother. <laughs> that is, isn't that's it? one for the I real. I know, it's great. I, yeah, go Janelle, Janelle, that's it. It's my sister-in-law. My whole family, folks, in case you don't know this about me, they're all J's. Ah. You may say, well, your name begins with a D. It does. My, obviously, Dan. It's because I was the firstborn. My whole family, but get a load of this. My whole family and their wives. What? We have, I'm not kidding. James is my brother. My other brother's Joseph. Their wives are Janelle and Jordana. Their kids are, are Jaden, James, and Joey. My mother's name is Judy, and my father's name is John. <laughs> what are the chances? Of, now, they, they did, no one knew this was going to be any kind of a pattern until my brothers had kids. They're all James. I'm, of course, the black sheep <laughs> like I've always been my whole life. And there's a joke in there, too, like my friend Tom Rizzo used to say. I'm the only one that begins with a D. He'll know what I mean. And some of you out there who know the D is a really I, I got funny that. kind yes, of older. You, I know you got my friend Tom used to do it to me. You could not say D around him anywhere because it would go somewhere. We can't go on the show. That's a story for another day. Okay. I want to wrap this up because this is, this is a critical takeaway from this. There's a link here missing and I get calls from journalists and one left-leaning journalist who called me about this and was very suspicious about this a long time ago. 
And I think I have an answer for you. What is going on? It relates to Mifsud. It relates to Brennan and it relates to Papadopoulos. Remember where we started? They're nervous about Steele. Steele needs to stick to the script that Mm -hmm. it was his dossier Mm -hmm. or else the whole story falls apart. In order to put meat on the bone, they set up an entrapment scheme to push information about Russians into the Trump orbit, hoping they would chatterbox about it. They could pull it out and then they could say to Congress, the FBI and others, look, the Steele dossier may not have been totally legit, but this kid Papadopoulos talking about Russian stuff. Now the Mifsud part's falling apart too because Mifsud, they weren't even smart enough to pick a guy who didn't have substantial Western ties. Sheesh. Pick another guy. Don't pick Jason Bornsky. Pick Joey Bag of Donuts who has no contacts with Western intel at all if you're going to try to entrap a guy, you knuckleheads. Now I want to show you an article, an older one. It's in the show notes, but I encourage you to read it today. Again, at Bongino.com. Read the show notes or go to our newsletter and subscribe. This is an old article, the Washington Examiner. And this has a lot of people, folks, puzzled. Pay close attention. Joe, audience on Buzzman hat on. This is going to be a little difficult, but critical for you to understand. This is by Jerry Dunleavy, who does really uh, outstanding work, by the way. It's an older piece from March 26, 2019. It'll be in the show notes for you to reference, though. George Papadopoulos says FBI asked him to wear a wire to record contact who promised Clinton dirt. Interesting. Now, inside that piece, they describe how an FBI agent approached George Papadopoulos in January of 2017 and requested that Papadopoulos wear a wire to meet up with Joseph Mifsud. Now, again, audience on Buzzman Hat Joe, a lot of you sophisticated listeners, and that's pretty much all of you based on your emails. Mm -hmm. Some of you are just terrific. You may be saying, well, Dan, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would, if the FBI was involved in this intricate scheme using a Western plant, Mifsud, who's pretending to be Russian, who isn't, Mm -hmm. why would the FBI then approach Papadopoulos, who's the only one we know that meets with Mifsud as it revolves around the Spygate case? There are allegations about Mifsud spying on Flynn. I'll save that for another day. But revolving this specific case, why would you have a guy, Papadopoulos, wire up to record your guy, Mifsud, right? If it's an entrapment scheme? Folks, I'm not kidding. I'll give you a little behind the scenes here. I've gotten no less than received. I've received no less than five, 10 calls. It's a big disparity, 100%. But I can't remember. That's why I say that. But no less than five, probably no more than 10 from even left-leaning reporters who can't figure that out. Does it make sense, Joe? If Mifsud is a plant yeah. working to set up the Trump team through Papadopoulos and the FBI spying on the Trump team because of it, why would the FBI want Papadopoulos to spy on their own source using a wire? See, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of two things here. Um, go ahead. No, no. I well, tell I'm, me I'm thinking I, for C- I, I, the audience is probably thinking. I too. think for CYA, if, uh, for the FBI, or... Um, they're going to, they want to record their own guy. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. That's, that's, I don't think so. I'm glad you said that though. Cause we don't take calls yeah. on the show. No. And you have to serve as the audience's uh, voice here. Well, but I, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I think here's what I think happened. All right. Remember back to the Lisa page testimony up on Capitol Hill. 
Yeah. Lisa Page, the FBI lawyer, working directly for the number two with the FBI, Andy McCabe, intimately involved with the lead, literally, yeah. intimately, she's having an affair, with the lead FBI agent in the case, uh-huh. Peter Stroke. So Lisa Page not only works as a lawyer for the FBI deputy director running the case, she's having an affair with the lead agent investigating the case against Trump. Right. She goes up on Capitol Hill and is asked a very specific question by Congressman Mark Meadows about when she found out about Brennan getting the Steele dossier information and the CIA information. Remember, Brennan says, if you watch yesterday's show, he didn't come into contact with the dossier until December, which is not possible because Brennan has the dossier information in August. Mm -hmm. How do we know that? Because he's told people on Capitol Hill, he briefed them, and they put it in a letter to the FBI. Information only in the dossier after Brennan's briefing. Brennan's lying. Brennan made contact with Steele clearly earlier than he said. At a minimum in August, likely earlier. But Brennan's on tape saying, no, 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 I didn't come across the Steele dossier until December. Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with this? Hmm. Folks, is it possible just possible and a good source of mine. I mean, like the founder of the feast, not 279, who's great. But this was another like inside baseball guy who I'm not willing to disclose, obviously. Mm-hmm. Told me I'm right on target with this. Is it possible Mifsud was being managed by intelligence officials in the United States and elsewhere in kind of a rogue operation? And that nobody told the FBI? Oh. Oh. Now, you may say, well, what evidence do you have of that? I wouldn't have thought of that. No. Well, we... (laughs) By the way, I very rarely, and I hate to... I'm not patting myself, but this was a Bongino original. And I think more people are going to come around to this very quickly. Because liberal reporters have called me and said, this is evidence. This wasn't a setup. Why would the FBI want to record their own target? Because the FBI didn't know Mifsud was working with Intel people. Oh. We already oh, know. I, I you get you. it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Ombudsman Joe. That's what I'm here if for, you get brother. it, they get it. Yeah. If you don't get it, they certainly don't get it. I gotcha. Folks, we already know Brennan was lying to the FBI about the source of his Trump colluded with Russians information he told Harry Reid about in August. We know that because he's on tape saying, I didn't know about this dossier until December. He fed the dossier information to Harry Reid and the Gang of Eight in August, and they wrote it down and put it in a letter, these idiots. Brennan is lying. He is reconstructing the information in a parallel construction scheme through the FBI. In other words, telling Steele Go tell the FBI that. I'll tell them I got the information from someone else. So if we know Brennan is hiding information from the FBI, hence those emails Gowdy was talking about. Remember yesterday at the beginning of the show? Trey Gowdy video where Trey Gowdy says, go watch yesterday's show again, the beginning, where Gowdy says to Hannity, hey, there's these emails between Comey and Brennan in December. I think you all need to see. Folks, they don't like each other. Comey loves Clapper. They're buddies. They're bosom buddies. Believe me. Comey and Brennan don't like each other. 
Brennan lied to Comey. Comey's the biggest snake out there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Comey knows this case is a fraud. But Brennan lies to him. He baits him in. Hey, we got all this information on Russian collusion. Comey, in, when he gets the dossier around November, man, we just got this too. This guy Steele. Instead of Brennan going, hey, listen, Jim, be careful. We got, That's the same info we just gave you. Mm-hmm. Verify it. That's not what happens. The intel people pretend. Oh, no, no. We got this from Beavis and Butthead like other kids. Remember Mr. Anderson? Mm-hmm. Did you guys know oh, it was other kids? We got it from other kids. No, you didn't. Is it just possible that our intel people involved in this were running Mifsud, controlling Mifsud, and didn't tell the Bureau? And that's why the Bureau thinks Mifsud is legit and asked Papadopoulos to wear a wire? Mm. Folks, it's the only explanation that makes sense. Why? Because if you read Jerry Dunleavy's excellent piece, which again is in today's show notes at our website, go check it out. If you read further down in the piece, the FBI all of a sudden, Joe, in an interview just a few weeks later with Papadopoulos, loses all interest in Joseph Mifsud. Mm. I thought he was the founder of the feast, this Russian aide, Jason Bornsky. You wanted him to wear a wire. Papadopoulos says they interviewed him again. All of a sudden, they couldn't care any less about Mifsud. Maybe the FBI gets hip, gets hip to what's going on. The verdict is in. This is all BS. <laughs> and you've been played. But you haven't been played because you listen to this show. And now you know the truth. <laughs> Folks, these two shows, yeah, yesterday and today, <laughs> I know I say it a lot, but are some of the more important shows we've done in the last few months. Please share them wide. Please. We've got a huge audience now. Uh, we have been able to make a deep impact. I have been uh, approached about running for Congress in a seat that came open, um, and there's absolutely not a chance in Hades no. I'm going to do that. Why? Why? I, you know why? And Joe knows that. So does my wife. Uh, thank you, by the way, to everyone who reached out. I deeply appreciate it. Because there is nothing I could do for you in Congress that I can't do times a thousand here in exposing these fools, these hoaxers, these conspiracy theory lunatics that are trying to take down our president. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please pick up my book, Exonerated, available now where I discuss this. And please, if you don't mind, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We put a lot of work into it, youtube.com slash Bongino. We're trying to get to 300,000 subscribers. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.